Hello, Yoga Hackers. I'm Brett Larkin, and this is the Yoga Hacks Podcast, where we make your whole life better through yoga. Today, we are talking about the book, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And if you are part of my membership community, Uplifted, which gets you personalized feedback from me on your poses, all my classes downloadable, synced across all your devices, and about 10 other really awesome perks and cool things. You already know that um, we are reading this book as part of our book club, um, because we also have a book club. Um, And if you want to check that out and become a member, it's brettlarkin.com forward slash uplifted. I highly suggest doing that just so you can see all the cool things that are included. So in this podcast, I'm going to be telling you about my top 10 favorite quotes, concepts from the book and sort of synthesizing the book. So if you didn't have time to read it, you couldn't afford it, it wasn't available on Kindle in your country, whatever happened, um, no problem because I'm all about saving you time and giving you the distilled version. So in this podcast, I'm just going to go through kind of my favorite parts, my top key takeaways. And then if you are an Uplifted member, there's going to be a second members only podcast in which I talk about um, sort of my insider tips and how I've hacked what's in the book to really work for me. All right, so let's dive in. Key tip and takeaway number one is that the morning is the most powerful time of your day to to practice your miracle morning and adjacent with that to practice yoga. So the title sort of gives that one away, but this is something I'm a huge proponent and believer in as well. And if you remember in our spring detox challenge, I was really trying to encourage everyone to practice in the morning. And here's the quick rundown of why the morning. Number one, it sets the tone for your entire day. Number two, you have no excuses, right? If it's the thing that gets done first, it's highly likely it's going to get done. Because three, excuses can accumulate later in the day, and we don't want that. So morning is a super powerful time, according to Hal, and I couldn't agree more because When you do it in the morning, it means you're going to get it done no matter what because it's the first thing on your list and it sets the tone for your whole day. And we'll talk a lot about that a little bit later, but he is a huge believer in sort of how you wake up and how you start your day as the tone for everything that flows and happens thereafter. And therefore, it's really dictating the tone of your entire life, right? So that's pretty important. So number two quote and concept was that he talks about who you are becoming as sort of the most important determining factor in your quality of life and your future. And this was one of my favorite concepts in the book. So what I like to think of this as, and I think he maybe uses some of the same language, is that the miracle morning, whether it's your miracle morning or you want to call it yoga or your morning ritual, you know, whatever, It's helping you create what I call the bridge, the bridge between who you are now and where you want to be. So I'm hoping a lot of you are going to be able to relate to this, but you have your current life, your current job, everything's maybe good or bad, you're not sure, but you have a dream, right? You have somewhere you want to be, you have somewhere you want to go, you have a big goal. Maybe it's writing a book, or maybe it's starting a business, or maybe it's you know, having a more enhanced relationship with yourself or a family member or making more money or traveling. There's, there's this thing you want to be or become. And I really love the idea of it being someone you're becoming, if that makes sense. Because 
one of my other favorite mentors, and this has nothing to do with the book, but she talks a lot about if you were the person you wanted to be five or 10 years from now, how would you act right now? And she uses this with, um, with, with me and other people to help us um, in, in the case, because she's sort of like a mentor business coach, right? She was like, if you were where you were, like if you were exactly who you wanted to be five years from now, would you be doing this task or would you be outsourcing this task? <laughs> or would you be um, taking this, this other freelance job or would you be saying no to it? And she's really encouraging you to step into who you want to be in the future instead of being tied down by who you are right now, if that makes sense. And I always sort of like that concept, but I really enjoy even more what Hal does in the book because he says, you know, in order to get from who you are now to this person you're becoming, this person you want to be, you need time for personal development to make that all happen, which makes a lot of sense, right? Because otherwise, how are you going to get there, right? Like, and I think this is where, especially if you're sort of type A like me, you can end up beating yourself up right? Beating yourself up like, I should be farther along. I'm not there. And the reality is you're not making any time or space for your own personal development. And what happens to us as adults is we're just in the daily grind, you know, moving through our lives. And there's no parent of us, unless we choose to take that role, that says, hey, you know, if you really want that dream of travel or writing your book or starting your business to come to, you know, to come true, you need to set aside some extra time to work on that. And let's create that space for you. And that's what the Miracle Morning is really all about. It's really about creating that space for personal development so that you can achieve your goals. So that means getting up maybe earlier than everyone else in your household so that you can have that special time to help fuel you from point A to point B. And if you haven't read the book, don't worry because I'm going to talk exactly about what he says to do because I know personal development just sounds sort of vague during this time. So this is a really powerful concept and it's why I'm spending a little bit more time on this one. Um, but it's this idea of using your special morning time as a bridge to get from where you are now to who you want to be. It's that special time to do that. And if you do it every morning, you're going to get there. All right, number three was that he says, your level of success always follows your level of personal development. So very tied into what we were just talking about. And this means that if you are working on yourself, that could mean by working on yourself through doing yoga, through reading self-development books, through just trying to become more body aware, more aware of other people around you. If you're constantly striving to become a better person, that's going to be reflected in your level of success. Those things are directly correlated. How much time you put into your own personal development. Like I see myself as someone of value who needs to take time and deserves like education and space and time to meet my goals. When you start viewing yourself in that light, it's going to directly affect your level of success. So um, you want to dedicate time each day to develop into the person you want to be to create the life you want. And I'm going to say that again because I think that's really powerful and it's sort of what we just talked about in point two. But you want to dedicate time each day to develop into the person you need to be to create the life you want. One more time. Dedicate time each day to develop into the person that you want to be to create the life that you want. And this is a place where if you're me, you might think, oh, okay, I should get up an hour earlier so I can start all my work an hour earlier. 
No, <laughs> that's where I started, right? This is about your personal development time is what we're talking about right now. So this isn't about getting up an hour earlier so you can start your emails or for me, start, you know, like all the stuff that you need to do throughout the day. This is about getting up an hour earlier and just creating space for your personal development. And that's what he calls doing your life savers, which is an acronym, which we'll go into. So it's dedicating each day, dedicating time each day to develop not dedicating time each day to just work more, right? Very different. Okay, number four, he talks a lot about becoming the best version of yourself, which is something that I also talk about all the time in yoga because that's why I come to my mat. I think that's really what yoga does for me. And if you're in my community, you probably feel the same way. And I think it's important to not beat ourselves up and think we're not awesome the way we are right now. But I want you to think of a day, and it was helpful for me too, when I think of days where I just feel really on, like it was a great day. And you can think about that right now, right? You can even pause this podcast. Like what was a day where it felt like you were in your zone of genius, like everything was going right, you felt like you contributed. And, you know, it's, it's usually like not the days like you got to go to Disney World or do something fun like that. Maybe it is. But I want you to think more about a day where you felt like really fulfilled, like maybe you had a great conversation with a close friend or, you know, for me, the days that I live stream, actually, it seems like more stressful because <laughs> there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to like film so much. But I actually find that the days that I do do those things, like filming for YouTube, filming for, for um, live streaming, like doing all of that kind of what other people would call work, are actually the days I feel most fulfilled because I'm actually most aligned with my passions, my, per my passion, my purpose, my goals when I'm doing those things. The big takeaway for me there was that I'm not the best version of myself when I take the easy, what the quote unquote easy way, right? Like maybe sleeping in or doing the easier tasks in my business. I actually feel like the best version of myself when I do those things that are like kind of harder, but that's where I feel like I'm really shining and really contributing. So think about, you know, what a great day feels like for you. What were you doing in that day and how can you do more of it, even if it's a little counterintuitive? All right. So point number five is quote he had that I really liked was how you do anything is how you do everything. And that's actually not his quote. I think it's from another, you know, author that he liked. But this was big for me because what they talk about in this section of the book or what Hal talks about in this section of the book is that how you do anything is how you do everything. And he talks about basically your alarm clock, right? And he says, most people, what do they do? They hit snooze, right? The alarm clock is ringing and they hit snooze. And he said that when you do that, you are basically rejecting your day. I thought this was so powerful. I was like, whoa, really? And I'm not even someone who hits snooze. I don't think I've ever even done that. Um, I I'm, actually can't even remember my wake up routine right now before the miracle morning. Um, Usually we're going off my husband's alarm, which I think is why I'm drawing a blank, but that when you hit snooze, you're saying like no to your day. And in saying no to your day, you're saying no to your life because what he wants for everyone and what the book is talking about is that every day is so exciting for you and so fun. And you're so excited to do your miracle morning. Like even if maybe your day isn't exciting and your day isn't fun, but at least you have your personal development time to look forward to that you can, that you want to get up, that you're excited because even if you're not where you want to be, 
you have your personal development time to get there. And that's exciting. So you want to get up and you want to get out of bed. So when you hit the alarm clock, you're just like saying no to your life. You're saying like, I don't want to take the driver's seat. I don't want this day. I would rather sleep in and then just kind of groggy, be groggy and, you know, move through the motions of my life, getting to work, doing everything, which is what most people do, right? It's really sad, but that's what most people do. So how you do anything is how you do everything is sort of, it's just a wake up call. Like if you don't take good care of yourself, whether it's like by getting up early or um, feeding yourself healthy food or whatever, you probably don't take care of like your life as a whole. He's, he's, he's saying like, it's a micro, it's a micro example of how you're really showing up in your life. And I thought the hitting snooze on the alarm clock thing was huge because that's something so many people do. It's just natural. It's like, oh, I'm asleep. I want to sleep more. And it doesn't seem like a big deal. But what he's saying is it's actually a huge deal because if you're living your life on purpose and if you're excited about where you want to get to, even if you're not there yet, and you're setting aside time, which is the miracle morning, in order to get there, you should be psyched to get up every day and do that. And I'm sure this is going to be hard because I know a lot of people with depression and I've had family members who've been in that space and place, you know, the mornings are often the hardest time for those people. So I'm definitely not sharing this to say that like this is easy or to make you feel bad, but I did really like this analogy of, you know, the alarm clock goes off. What can you do to feel excited and how can you design a morning routine? Because I think that's at large what this is all really about. That when the alarm goes off, you are like a kid on Christmas. You are excited. You want to get up and you want to do your special morning routine um, instead of like hitting snooze on the alarm. And, you know, in as a product of that kind of hitting snooze on your entire life. Okay. Number six thing he talks about or takeaway was, you know, again, this isn't rocket science, having an accountability partner and that, you know, all these habits like getting up earlier and doing your morning um, ritual or miracle morning whatever you want to call it, does better when you have an accountability partner. And then he also says something that I've been told by pretty much every successful person I've worked with or asked to be trained by or um, done courses with or whatever, which is that you are the product of who you hang out with. So if you take the five people you hang out with the most and do sort of like an average of them and what they're doing, that's probably where you're going to be too and where you're going to be a year from now as well. So really think about who you hang out with. And of course, some of us don't have a choice, right? We're, we're hanging out with like our family and our parents and probably no matter what. And that's totally fine because the more you do yoga, and this is why I called my membership community Uplifted, whether you try to or not, you're going to uplift all of them. It's just a natural byproduct of your yoga practice. And I've seen this a thousand percent happen in my own life that my family members have changed. And, you know, maybe I'm crazy and taking credit for it because I'm like, ah, you know, like I've, you know, done yoga and been able to enhance all of our relationships in this way. Maybe I don't deserve the credit. I don't know. All I know is that it happened. Like my relationship with everyone in my family is stronger and better since I started my yoga journey by like 10 X. So, um, so your family, you can't control, but your friends, right? You can't control. So really think about who you want to spend the most time with. And maybe you want to go a little bit out of your comfort zone and reach or hang out with 
someone who is sort of like a little closer to where you want to be in life. And maybe they're not a good friend right now. Maybe they're just kind of an acquaintance. But how can you make that person a closer friend? Because if we think of it this way, like you are the byproduct of the five closest friends, let's say, or five closest people you hang out with. Um, one of the easiest things you can do to get where you want to be faster is to, to change that group. Okay. And he says the exact same thing. All right. We are on number seven. Number seven. Similar concept. This quote, success is something we attract by who we become. So the concept here is similar to what we've been talking about, but you need to have this very clear picture in your mind of who it is you want to be. And I think we all deep down know who we want to be because I recently recorded um, a podcast about how to know whether you want to be a yoga teacher and all that kind of thing. And it's like, if you're asking that yourself that question, you already know, right? People who don't want to be yoga teachers don't ask themselves like, wow, do I really want to be a yoga teacher? Is it too soon to train? I mean, maybe some of them do for a minute, but you need to trust that voice, trust that intuition of who it is that you think you need to be and really listen to that. And then what he's saying is like success is something we attract by who we are becoming, meaning that we're not there yet, but we're acting as if we were. So if I put on my hat that I am this person I want to be, this like super successful author who has this, you know, impacts millions of people, and I start acting from that place every day with that hat on, success is going to be attracted to me, right? And that's very different from being like, well, I'm just me. And if I had to get there, I'd have to do these 900 things, right? You still have to do the 900 things, but do you see how like your aura, your energy is different if you just put yourself in that place already and be like, okay, what would that person do? What does that feel like? And then you're like attracting success towards you. Okay. Number eight, he says, what you are doing now matters. And this, again, this is all repeats of these same concepts. And this is something one of my other favorite mentors talks about as well. What you were doing now matters, meaning like hitting snooze on the alarm today matters. How you showed up and wasted maybe a couple hours today watching TV when you could have been moving towards your goals matters. Like we think these things don't matter because it's just like, oh, well, I'll do it tomorrow or I'll do it next week or whatever. But the reality is life is happening right now. And Success is something you attract by who you are becoming, right? So you need to start becoming that person right now. In fact, yesterday. And the quote from my other favorite mentor that I think kind of talks to this even better is she always says, look at your past 30 days, what you accomplished, what you did, um, how you were. Take an average of that. And unless you drastically purposely change something, that's where you're going to be 30 days from now. Are you going to take an average from the past year? And that's probably where you're going to be a year from now, right? Like, unless you change something now, you're going to be in the same place. Um, so the decisions you are making right now, the actions you are taking right now are dictating who you are becoming. The decisions you are making now, the actions you are taking now are dictating who you are becoming. Number nine, a most important concept from the book, and this was actually why I was most curious to read the book, because I heard a lot of interviews um, with Hal where I felt like I kind of got it, like I got his savers, I got the morning thing, we'll talk about the savers in a minute, but what I really wanted to know was what he had to say about the fact that if you do this, you're going to be getting significantly less sleep, because what he's propagating is getting up 
really early to create this personal self-development time, like safe space bubble for you to become the person you need to be sort of separate from the rest of your daily life and chores and tasks. So that sounds great, but I really wanted to know, like, how do we, how does that work? Because every health expert I talk to says we need eight hours of sleep and that's really important. So how is he getting up at five in the morning or six in the morning every single day and this sort of working out? So what the book has to say about that, if you are curious, is that he says it's all mental. So he says, if you, he says the body and mind are connected. And then if you tell yourself before bed that I'm going to bed, I'm going to get six hours of sleep. I'm so excited for tomorrow. I'm going to wake up feeling incredibly rested. Six hours of sleep is all I need. If you tell yourself that, then you'll wake up refreshed and six hours of sleep are going to be all you need because he said the body and mind are intrinsically connected. And if you're doing your soul's work, if you're doing this really important personal development work, which is all about who you are becoming, and you're doing that in the morning, your body, it's almost like he's saying your body's going to understand that that's important. Your body, mind, spirit, and soul will be happy and connected, and you will just need less sleep. So it's completely up to you whether you want to buy into that or not buy into it. But I, you know, as a yogi, I, I'm like 70% there. I think the body and mind are really connected. And if you convince your, if you're, if you let your mind convince your body that, you know, seven hours or six hours of sleep is all you need and that you're going to wake up refreshed and you kind of just train that into you. And then you're becoming the person you need to be and you're happier and you're more successful and you're receiving all the benefits, then yeah, I think that maybe the body can handle having less sleep. So I'm someone who's been doing this for a while now and I can, you know, officially tell you that right now I'm doing seven hours of sleep. Um, And I used to be someone who thought I absolutely needed eight and eight and a half. And I feel fine. Getting up in the morning is hard, but Um, And I'm going to give a lot, a lot, a lot more tips about how I'm doing that and making the actual getting out of bed happen in my um, hacks, my my Miracle Morning Hacks members only podcast. Um, So, you know, more on that later. But it's I from what I've seen of it, it's it's possible. Um, And I'll dive a lot more into that in the members only podcast. I want to keep this, you know, around less than 30 minutes because otherwise you could have just read the book. Um, so that's what he has to say about sleep. And I thought that was interesting because that's what I really wanted to know going into the book was, you know, how you know, everyone talks about how sleep is so important. And then they also say like, get up super early to achieve all your goals. And I felt that that was frustrating. So he takes this body mind connection angle and that you can wean it off. So he, I think he started similar to me going to seven hours of sleep and then he went to six. And then I think maybe he went to five. I'm not sure. So point number 10 is that, and this is sort of the the big thing with the book, is that during this, it's what you do during this personal development time bubble that you've created for yourself is he says you want to do what are called the life savers. And savers is an acronym, S-A-V-E-E-R-S. And what he did is he looked at successful people from all around the world and most successful athletes, most successful business people, and he research like what was their morning routine and some of them meditated and some of them always did exercise and some of them started the day doing affirmations or reading or all these different things and so he said well what if I put together a miracle morning routine that included all of these things like you did all of these things that high performers high achievers 
successful, happy people do. And that is the, the, the lifesavers. So S stands for silence. And he also uses that as meditation. So that's waking up and either just sitting in silence or meditating. So silence is one of the things he's saying to do during your personal development time in the morning. Affirmations is the other one. So S-A, affirmations. And hmm, affirmations is something I've, again, more on this in the members only podcast. I'll try to keep this um, on track. But what he says with the affirmations is that, you know, what you're, you're saying things to yourself that you've written yourself. So you're not taking like a generic affirmation from a book. I mean, I guess you could do that, but he's saying to make them very specific to you and to say them maybe when you're standing up or feeling powerful and that it's really about the law of attraction. So you're just putting what you want into your brain and then it helps things come true. You're planting the seed and V for save V is visualization. So visualizing what you really want. And when he talked about these, to me, the affirmations and the visualization were, were kind of like one unit. So the affirmation is something you say, um, like I am an Amazon bestselling author, something like that is something you might say if that was your goal. But then in the visualization, you visualize not only that being true, but you visualize all the steps that you need to do to get there. So you'd visualize yourself writing at your desk and feeling really happy and fulfilled. You'd visualize yourself sitting at your table with your manuscript, editing everything. You really want to visualize all the steps that you need to do to get to your goal and enjoying those steps as well as the goal itself. So if you were an athlete, you'd visualize winning the big race, but you'd also visualize getting up every day to practice the ritual in that routine, that kind of thing. So I thought that was interesting and helpful. Um, Savers. E is exercise. So, well, we all are probably in agreement on this one if you're listening to this podcast. So he says, do some sort of exercise, 10 to 12 jumping jacks is like, you know, the bare minimum and will make a huge difference if you just do that, just to get your blood pumping in the morning. And, um, and of course he, he loves yoga because it can, he, he's like a huge proponent of yoga and he has some yoga teacher in the book that he really likes that he found. So exercise is the E part. And then R is reading, like reading a self-development book or reading a book related to your goals, a book related to getting you to where you need to go, reading something. He also says that inspires you, right? Because you're setting the tone for the whole day. And it doesn't mean reading like half a book, just reading a couple of pages or even just reading a couple quotes to get you inspired. And a couple of my most favorite successful people actually I know also do this. And I'm going to tell you super detailed about my morning routine in the members only um, podcast Um, and how I'm, you know, fitting all of these in and which ones I'm liking, which ones I'm not liking. Um, The last one is savers is scribing. So what he really means there is like writing or journaling. And you're probably thinking like, wow, this is a lot. I'm supposed to meditate. I'm supposed to do affirmations. I'm supposed to visualize my whole future. I'm supposed to exercise. I'm supposed to read and I'm supposed to journal. <laughs> so six things all before 8 a.m. or all as part of this like hour long or 30 minute long or however long um, miracle morning routine that I put together for myself. And he says, yes, 
And again, I'll talk about my personal experience with this in the other podcast, just so we can keep this concise. Um, And personally, I'm not doing every single one every morning. I can tell you that. But what he's outlined here is a great baseline of things you can start thinking about to customize your own miracle morning. And he has a version in the book where he says you could do a six-minute miracle morning where you do each of these things for one minute. So you spend a solid minute in silence, a solid minute saying your affirmations, which should always be changing, right? Your affirmations are never a final draft. You're always editing them and tweaking them to make to make them fit your goals because your goals will evolve. One minute doing exercise, like jumping up and down. One minute just like looking at a quote in a book and one minute just writing down how you feel. So he's saying you can really do it in six minutes and I have never done that. But the idea is that this is a flexible structure and I'm super excited to share with you guys in the, the follow-up podcast to this sort of what I've been finding, what I've been doing, all my hacks for how I'm getting out of bed, and then all the little hacks I found to sort of be making this work for me that I'm really excited to share with you. So we're clocking in at just under 30 minutes here, meaning that this podcast was exactly how long I intended it to be to sort of syn- synthesize this whole book for us. I absolutely would love to know what you think of the Miracle Morning in our community. So if you're not a member, you want to go to Yoga Hacks, Yoga, H-A-C-K-S, community.com. That is our completely free rockstar, amazing community on Facebook. And you definitely want to join us, join the conversation. If you were interested in going a little bit deeper and getting personalized feedback from me on your poses, getting my classes downloadable to all your devices and syncing across devices, as well as, you know, just tons of other member-only perks, you want to go to brettlarkin.com forward slash uplifted. Joining that membership community is really the best way to deepen your practice and significantly change your life and improve all your yoga poses and know you're doing things right at an extremely, extremely low cost. So, I definitely encourage you to check that out. So much love from my heart to yours. Namaste.